0: You will be able to take more money above and beyond your salary as a distribution. Those distributions are not taxed as self-employment income, and you will not have to pay payroll taxes on that income. So if you have $50,000 of distributions for the year, you just saved yourself $7,650.
1: Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know,
0: a podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you.
1: I'm Carson Sands.
0: And I'm Taryn Sands. And together we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years.
1: I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses.
0: And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship.
1: Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact.
0: And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit.
1: We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know.
0: In a fun and easy to understand way.
1: Let's get started.
0: Let's do it.
1: We're back with the second S-Corp episode. Last week we explained who should convert their business to an S-Corp and why. We want everyone using this tax strategy to understand how it works before making any changes. If you missed that episode, make sure you go back and listen to that one before listening to this one.
0: If you listened last week, you now know how switching to an S-Corp will save you money every single year. But there are more details you should know about the S-Corp, and that's what this episode is all about today. We are going to share the nitty-gritty details so you can use this strategy for your business. Here's a quick list that we will explain more as we go, but these are the IRS rules simplified in a quick list for those who can and cannot legally elect to be an S corp. You must be a corporation, you must have an EIN, you must be a domestic business, you must pay a reasonable salary to shareholder employees, you must only have one class of stock, And the owners must be allowable shareholders, which means that the owners cannot be partnerships, corporations, or non-resident alien shareholders.
1: The first thing to know is that an S-Corp must be a domestic corporation. That's pretty easy. Most people listening to this probably have a U.S.-based company. Also, you'll need to have either an LLC or corporation in order to elect to be an S-Corporation. For most people, the simplest route for this is to set up a new LLC, if you don't already have one, and then elect for that LLC to be taxed as an S-corporation. If you need help on setting up an LLC, we do have an episode about that. It's episode number nine.
0: If you already have an LLC, then you can skip that step and move to the next step. The next thing you'll want to do to be able to switch to an S-corp is get an EIN for the LLC. If you don't have an EIN, you need to get one, and you can easily get an EIN on the IRS website once you have your LLC. You do want to wait until after the LLC is set up so that you can get the EIN in the LLC's name.
1: That's true. If for some reason the LLC name that you tried to use turns out to not be available and you've already got an EIN with the IRS using that name, it's going to make your life really complicated. Once you have your LLC and EIN, you can file the paperwork with the IRS to convert to an S-Corp. This form is called Form 2553. This form tells the IRS that you would like to convert your business to the S-Corp and it must be filed by March 15th of the year you are making the election. So if you want your business to be an S-Corp for 2024, you need to file that form by March 15th, 2024, and you will be considered an S-corp for that entire year.
0: Now, if these steps seem a little daunting or just something you don't want to do yourself, definitely have your CPA file everything for you. Most of our clients don't want to do this themselves, so we do generally do it for them. And just to give you a ballpark, we charge four twenty five dollars to set up a new LLC, $100 for the EIN, we also charge $200 to file the 2553 paperwork with the IRS. So in total to your CPA, if you didn't have an LLC, the setup would be $725. Or if you did have an LLC, it would only be $200 to make the election.
1: Once you have everything set up, the IRS will normally send you a letter as a confirmation. They don't always send this and we don't know why. If we don't receive the letter or another letter stating the S election was denied, we move forward filing as an S corp for the next year. We've never seen them deny an S election in the years we've been doing this. You just need to make sure the paperwork is done correctly or they will deny it and you'll have to redo it.
0: The next thing to know once you file the paperwork is that you will be required to file a business tax return called an 1120S every single year moving forward. So if you file to be an S-Corp in 2024, in 2025 you will file your first S-Corp tax return and you'll file that way every year moving forward. It's also very important to know that the due date for S-Corps is March 15th and not April 15th. So if you make that change, make sure to put that date on your calendar because that surprises many people the first year.
1: It's also important to remember that the business tax return will cost you $1,000 or more every year to file. Now, that's money well spent, and you're going to save a lot more in taxes than that, but you will need to budget for that tax return every year, and it's going to be more than your personal tax return, which is what you're probably used to paying. It is a tax-deductible expense, so that helps offset things a little bit. That's one of the reasons we say to wait until you hit the $50,000 profit mark. Because at that point, your expenses go up, including the cost to file your tax return every year.
0: Also, if you were previously DIYing your personal tax return, that's completely fine and many people can do that. But filing a business tax return should not be DIY. An S-Corp tax return is very difficult to prepare and should only be done by a professional. So make sure to find someone who has experience doing business tax returns. There are many tax preparers out there, but not all of them are good with business tax returns or have that type of experience. They may try their best to do the return and take your money. We've seen that a lot, but they shouldn't be doing business tax returns. So make sure to get a reputable firm to do your S-Corp tax return.
1: Now the next step, and this is a very important one, is to set up payroll for yourself from your S-Corp. Like we explained in the last episode, S-Corps are required to have payroll by the IRS, so you can't skip that step. Once you file that paperwork, you'll need to start payroll sometime before the end of the year. So if you file to be an S-Corp in 2024, make sure you set up and run payroll sometime by the last quarter of the year. That's just for the first year. After that, you will keep running payroll for yourself as long as you have the S-Corp.
0: If you already have payroll for your business, this will not be a big deal at all. Now, if you're new to payroll, there will be some extra steps to get payroll set up for yourself and a small learning curve. But remember, it is worth it to save those tax dollars. If you are capable of running your own payroll and filing all the payroll reports yourself, then the tax return will be the only additional cost after you make the switch to an S-corp.
1: But let's say you don't want to do the payroll yourself. What are your other options? You may want to have your CPA complete payroll and file the payroll reports for you. For your CPA to do payroll, tax deposits, and payroll reports, you should expect to pay at least $200 a month. The cost will depend on your business size and location Even considering the cost of the additional CPA fees and the additional tax return, you'll be saving money by converting to an S-Corp as long as you're making over $50,000 in profit.
0: If you are currently using QuickBooks, you will also have the option to upgrade your version to include payroll processing. This is a really great option that is very inexpensive and easy to use. So QuickBooks will actually run your payroll weekly, monthly, semi-monthly, however you like, make automatic deposits and file your payroll reports for you. It makes it super simple, but we don't recommend it for anyone who is not willing to learn and keep up with the QuickBooks. And that's because you will need to keep an eye on the reports and make sure that the software is doing them and that you're checking it often. There are also Other payroll softwares like ADP, Gusto, and Paycom that are a little bit more expensive than QuickBooks, but certainly make the payroll process simple and easy for the business owner to use.
1: So when we say payroll, we mean the process of paying yourself a check and withholding Medicare, Social Security, and withholding taxes. When we say payroll reports, we mean the forms required by the IRS to be filed by businesses that have payroll. These are forms like 940, 941, W-2, and W-3, and your particular state employment tax forms. All of those can be filed by you or your CPA or a software like QuickBooks. The great thing here for most business owners is that when you set up payroll for yourself, you can also add tax withholding to each paycheck, which forces you to set aside some of your income for taxes. Some of our clients are great at this and others need to set up payroll withholding so that they don't accidentally spend it. If that's you, then make sure to add some federal tax withholding to each paycheck when you set up payroll. For example, if you owe $12,000 at the end of last year, add $500 to each semi-monthly paycheck and you'll be all set if you have a similar year or maybe owe a small amount when you file your tax return instead of $12,000.
0: Yes, that happens all the time. And this is just a nice little trick for those that have a problem setting aside those taxes. So yeah, setting up payroll is a little bit of a pain in the butt, but it definitely helps you avoid that mess at the end of the year if you're bad at saving that money. The last step is determining a reasonable salary for shareholder employees or any shareholder working in the business. We do set up many single member S corps, which is totally fine if that's you. That just means that you will be the only person on payroll.
1: The IRS wants each shareholder working as an employee in the S corp to be paid a reasonable salary. So now let's stop and rewind that for a minute. Sometimes people have other owners of the S corporation that don't actually work there. Maybe they invested some money or something like that. So Those other shareholders don't necessarily have to be on salary, but if it's you, you're working there, you're managing it, you are supposed to have a salary. What is a reasonable salary, as the IRS calls it, for my position or my job in the company? So we're back to an answer I hate to give, but sometimes we have to do it. It depends. So you should pay yourself a salary that's similar to what other businesses are paying for that similar position in the marketplace. In other words, if you're a doctor, you can't really pay yourself $30,000 a year. That's not very reasonable. If other doctors, let's say you're a pediatrician and other doctors are getting paid $150,000 a year, you can't pay yourself 30. That's going to raise a red flag with the IRS. One way you can help figure this out is use one of the many websites like Glassdoor or something like that that explains how much somebody in your position typically makes. Remember that your S-Corp is often a startup, so you can go on the lower end of the salary range and that will save you a lot in payroll taxes, but still keep you within the rules of the law.
0: The goal here is to give yourself a small but reasonable salary to help keep your payroll taxes low while also staying within the rules of the IRS. You should also consider the size and profitability of your current business when choosing your salary, like Carson was saying. If your business profits are quite low, you don't want to pick a high salary. But also, if your profits are very high, you should not pay yourself a very low salary because that would raise a red flag on your tax return.
1: Right. For example, some accountants make $60,000 a year, especially when they're first starting out. But if your company is making $700,000 a year profit and you're the only one that works there, and you're paying yourself $60,000 a year, that seems a little unreasonable because CPAs that bring in $700,000 a year of profit get paid more than $60,000 a year.
0: The goal is to keep your salary low, but also be within what's normal. But remember, like we explained in the previous episode, if you set yourself a salary for $50,000, that does not mean that you can't take more money out of the business beyond $50,000. You will be able to take more money above and beyond your salary as a distribution. Those distributions are not taxed as self-employment income and you will not have to pay payroll taxes on that income. So if you have $50,000 of distributions for the year, you just saved yourself $7,650.
1: All right, so those are all the steps needed to use this tax strategy. First, file for an LLC and EIN if you don't have one. Then, file Form 2553 with the IRS. Then, set up payroll for all owner employees, and this may just be you. File your payroll reports quarterly and yearly yourself or with the help of your CPA or software. And, file an 1120S every year by March 15th.
0: That wraps it up for this episode. Thank you for learning something with us today. Please feel free to DM us on Instagram. We are at what your CPA wants you to know. Also, if you've been listening and waiting to buy our new business guide that explains step-by-step how to start a new business and file all that paperwork correctly, you can get a discount on that guide by using code podcast at checkout.
1: If you want to check that out, We have the link in our show notes. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to
0: What What Your CPA CPA Wants You to Know
1: Podcast. This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional.